Good afternoon, everyone. My name is John Riesenman. Thank you for taking the time to participate in this Luchas Trust full moon gathering for the sign of Sagittarius. It's said that groups of any size have a unique opportunity at the time of a full moon when they come together for shared meditation, giving voice to an invocative appeal to that which is higher. This is especially the case when group participants are developing the esoteric sense and have some awareness of the subjective energies and forces at work behind the outer appearance of things. Groups of this nature have a particular opportunity at the time of the full moon to facilitate the entry of higher level spiritual energies into human consciousness. Extraplanetary energies distinctive to the constellation in focus for any given month pour into Shambhala, that highest planetary center. These energies are then distributed throughout the whole of the planetary system using the network for energy distribution, hierarchy, the new group of world servers, the people of goodwill, and the five specific planetary inlets for the distribution of energies. Those of us who gather together for a full moon meditation strive to provide a channel for the inflowing of these spiritual energies into the minds and hearts of people throughout the world. As we're all well aware, the human family is greatly challenged at this current time of evolutionary experience. Because of the challenges with which humanity is grappling, all of the other planetary kingdoms are struggling as well. One may wonder at times too, what the great ones who watch over the human kingdom think as they witness what may appear to be hesitant steps taken forward and then on occasion, a step or two backwards. It's said that evolutionary processes are slow and deliberate, but it's also been noted that they can be quickened if there is an invocative appeal sufficiently sounded to attract the attention of these great ones who by reason of this cry for assistance can summons essential energies of support to provide aid. An invocative appeal is especially potent when the individual or group is capable of accessing the spiritual will to provide dynamic power to that appeal. This spiritual will is accessed when consciousness is lifted up to the soul. And held at a point of tension, resulting in a sustained identity with the soul. 
So as we move into our brief consideration of some characteristics unique to the sign of Sagittarius and then do the meditation, let us say together a mantra the spiritual will. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Not shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. The keynote for the sign of Sagittarius is, I see the goal, I reach that goal, and then I see another. It's a keynote that seems immediately understandable and one where easy application can be made to a person's life. Most everyone, after all, no matter his or her level of consciousness, probably has goals of some sort. The symbol for the sign of Sagittarius is an arrow with part of the bow pictured. And it's a symbol that clearly portrays the idea of striving to achieve a goal. This symbol, however, has undergone a few transformations prior to its current representation. With this in mind, it might be useful to take a quick look at these previous symbols and see what insights can be gained. Brief consideration will be given as well to the three crosses, the mutable, the fixed, and the cardinal, in order to look at the connection between these crosses and the symbols for Sagittarius. The Alice Bailey text, Esoteric Astrology, points out that an earlier depiction of the symbol occurred in the Atlantean era. At that time, the sign of Sagittarius was represented by a centaur, the presumably mythological creature that was half man and half horse. The torso of the centaur was typically male. Bailey describes this symbol as portraying the development of the human soul during its identification with form and the selfish desires of that form. Thinking in terms of the human being, this would be the stage where the personality is identified 
with the three vehicles through which it expresses the mental, the emotional, and the physical bodies. A human being with this level of consciousness would be under the control of the mutable cross, described as the cross of the hidden Christ. The experience of this cross covers that long period of time, incarnation after incarnation, when form identity primarily holds sway. In the later stages of the immutable cross, however, the human soul has awakened from the thraldom of material identification. It is seeking to guide the personality away from its identity with form and personality integration is now steadily occurring. So this initial symbol for Sagittarius does a good job of portraying that early stage of human evolution. A later depiction of the symbol for Sagittarius shows a man riding a white horse with a bow and arrow in hand. In this symbol, the man is no longer part of the horse. Thinking of the horse as the human personality, this might indicate that for the man or woman, identification with personality is diminishing. The fact that the horse is white, in addition, might suggest an increasingly purified personality. The archer astride the horse is now increasingly focused on goals that do not relate to selfish personality wants and desires. Whereas the centaur's goals were primarily concerned with such, the goals of the archer astride the white horse are now aspirationally focused. They are concerned with supporting the greater good and they are concerned as well with a steadily growing sentient response to soul purposes. The human being with this level of consciousness has most likely moved off of the mutable cross and is now under the control of the fixed cross, which is also called the cross of the crucified Christ. This can be viewed as that period of time or incarnations characterized by the path of discipleship and the experience of the first and second initiations. The person at this stage would, in addition, very likely be a member of the new group of world servers, whether the individual is consciously aware of the soul or not. On the path of discipleship, the ordinary wheel of life typically experienced by people identified with form has now been reversed. The soul is now able to guide the disciple with increasing assurance. The die has been cast, so to speak, and there is little chance that any kind of extended re-immersion in form identity will occur. 
The third portrayal of the symbol for Sagittarius and its current representation is an arrow with part of the bow depicted. There is no centaur. There is no archer with a white horse. There is only the arrow with part of its bow. This third depiction is described by Bailey as attention given to some, quote, form of inner focus or emphasis. It's pointed out that this inner focus will depend on a person's level of consciousness. So this new symbol, it could be said, underscores what the person is aiming toward. This inner focus can vary, for example, from one that is centered on some emotional ambition to a focus centered on a spiritual aspiration. It can involve as well a lower mind that is totally absorbed in achieving selfish interests or a mind that is concerned with strengthening soul contact. The current symbol for Sagittarius, therefore, can be easily descriptive of many different levels of consciousness, depending on the nature of the inner focus a person may be holding. In regard to the disciple on the path, this third depiction can perhaps be understood as relating to intensified aspiration to identify with the soul. This is the disciple's inner focus. When this inner focus has intensified even further so that the held aspiration is to identify with the spiritual triad, it could be said that a transition is occurring from the fixed cross to the cardinal cross. That period of time in which the third and fourth initiations are experienced. This cross is described as the cross of the risen Christ. The disciples inner focus now involves the complete transcendence of identity with form. It is wholly absorbed and offering service to hierarchy and the plan. Having taken a brief look at the symbol for Sagittarius, it's not surprising to note that one of the major themes of the keynote is direction. It's probably easy to see as well the connection between this theme and the keynote. I see the goal, I reach that goal, and then I see another. The connection between the idea of direction and the current symbol for this sign, an arrow with a fragment of its bow, is also easy to grasp. In order to achieve a goal, a person typically needs to have a motivating intention lying behind it. This motivating intention can be viewed as a direction towards which the person's energy and attention are given. This would seem to be true, whether it's an individual identified with the personality 
or a disciple striving to identify with the soul. For the individual who is still largely identified with the personality and under the control of the mutable cross, the sense of direction would probably manifest as the fulfilling of selfish wants and desires. This would likely be the case until the later stages of this cross when the personality is becoming integrated and response to soul contact may be occurring. However, for the person who is strengthening soul contact, the experience of direction would be very different. This individual, now on the path of discipleship and under the control of the fixed cross, would be increasingly directing his or her life energy toward developing greater soul contact and offering service to humanity. The person's aspiration would be steadily directed toward the sustaining of an uplifted consciousness. Because of developing soul contact and commitment to service, this disciple would be experiencing a gradually awakening intuitive sense. Only flashes of intuition might initially be experienced, but through a continuing effort to strengthen soul contact, the door to a greater, more sustained experience of the intuition would be gradually, would gradually open. In regard to the intuition, it's interesting to note that an additional theme for Sagittarius is, quote, the returning arrow of the intuition. It's pointed out in esoteric astrology that when the arrow of one pointed aspiration is sent forth, the aspiration, for example, to identify with that which is higher or perhaps to engage in some activity that supports plan-related goals, this arrow returns to its sender as intuitive vision. This suggests that as the disciple directs his or her energy in one-pointed aspiration, an ability to access the intuition will be steadily facilitated that illuminating energy of pure reason, which characterizes the Buddhic plane. The disciples next steps ahead and service to the plan are illumined as a result of the returning arrow of intuition. You may recall that the keynote for the Arcane School conferences this past spring was concerned in part with the idea of the illuminating energy of pure reason producing complete freedom from glamour. So it's likely that throughout the lower interlude of this calendar year, Arcane School associates have been conscious of the need to dispel glamour an arrow of aspiration has been, has been directed toward this objective. And intuitive insights have likely been received 
about how to achieve it. Bailey's esoteric astrology indicates as well that before the disciple can ascend the mountain of Capricorn to any significant extent and fully realize the aspiration for union with that which is higher, a strengthening intuitive sense must be well underway. This intensified experience of the intuitive sense is known as the disciple transitions from the fixed cross to the cardinal cross. The experience of direction for the disciple who has made this transition would likely be incomprehensible to the great majority of the human family. The arrows of one-pointed aspiration sent forth would be dynamically focused and would include the fulfilling of the goal of complete soul infusion, identity with the spiritual triad, ever deepening sensitive response to the plan and greater engagement with those spiritually directed activities that support the plan's implementation. The light of pure reason would now be well known to him or her. The disciple would now consistently walk in this illuminating light and that rain cloud of noble things would be easily accessible. As we look out upon the world stage of, of human affairs and events, it's probably easy to recognize people who seem to have a dramatically clear sense of direction. Sometimes too, these individuals appear to be surprisingly young, such as the climate activist, Greta Thunberg, or the education activist, Malala Yousafzai. Such individuals seem to have a strikingly clear sense of the direction towards which their arrows of, asper their arrows of service to the whole need to be sent. Considering the field of politics, sometimes it's possible as well to observe political leaders who have a genuine desire to serve their constituents and the greater good. They strive to direct their energy in a manner that supports objectives, which uplift the good of the whole. Of course, it's possible as well, and quite regularly it would seem, to observe political leaders who are very willing to direct their energies in selfish ways. Their arrows are often aimed toward the acquisition of material wealth and power. No doubt in relation to any of the fields of human endeavor, it would be possible to find individuals figuring prominently on the world stage who are either directing their energy in a manner that indicates noble aspirations or directing it in a way that points to selfish ambitions. Thus, it's evident once again that the symbol for the sign of Sagittarius, an arrow with part of its bow, 
can be descriptive of many different levels of consciousness. Turning attention now to the new group of world servers, their arrows of aspiration are typically guided by their souls, whether or not, as mentioned earlier, they have any conscious awareness of the soul. Working through the various hierarchical departments of service, their planned activities offer support to the unfolding plan of hierarchy. As we know, such planned activities include the establishment throughout the world of right human relations, as well as the redirecting of money away from the forces of materialism and into the control of the forces of light. New group workers strive to carefully aim their arrows of aspiration. And because of this, the arrow of intuition typically returns to them. They're given the insights needed to carry on with plan-related work. This idea of making sure that one's energies are carefully directed is important so that the arrow of aspiration is carefully aimed. In the book, Archetypes of the Zodiac by Kathleen Burt, an interesting example is given that underscores the importance of making sure that one's energy is being directed in a way that is truly supportive of the greater good and for the disciple, supportive of plan-related objectives. The example is about Hercules, who is described as having been a highly skilled archer. Apparently, as he was aiming his bow and arrow at a particular target, he allowed himself to be distracted by something that was happening nearby. Hercules allowed his one-pointed centering to be disturbed. And as the arrow was released, it wounded a much beloved colleague in the distance. So as not to end this talk on a downer note, it might be good to know that Hercules' beloved friend, according to this text, eventually recovers from the injury. The text describes, though, how Hercules was much shaken by the incident and learned an important lesson about the danger of careless action. Hercules' experience can perhaps serve as a cautionary tale for us. For the disciple, it can be seen as emphasizing the importance of sustaining one-pointed focus in that which is higher. It can also be understood as emphasizing the importance of making sure that one's energy is consistently directed into planned activities that support the greater good.
as this is done, there can be confidence that an arrow of aspiration sent forth will likely find its mark and eventually return as the arrow of the intuition. So let us now move into our meditation work. Keynote of the full moon approach to the hierarchy. He who faces the light and stands within its radiance is blinded to the issues of the world of men. He passes on the lighted way to the great center of absorption. But he who feels the urge to pass that way yet loves his brother on the darkened path, revolves upon the pedestal of light and turns the other way. He faces towards the dark and then the seven points of light within himself transmit the outward streaming light and lo, the face of those upon the darkened way receives that light. For them, the way is not so dark. Behind the warriors, twixt the light and dark, blazes the light of hierarchy. Stage one, group fusion. I am one with my group brothers and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates, reach and encourage them. Stage two, alignment. We project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet, the planetary heart, the great ashram of Sanat Kumara, and towards the Christ at the heart of hierarchy.
extend the line of light towards Shambhala, the center where the will of God is known. Stage three, higher interlude. Hold the contemplative mind open to the extraplanetary energies streaming into Shambhala and radiated through hierarchy. Using the creative imagination, endeavor to see the three planetary centers Shambhala, hierarchy, and humanity gradually coming into alignment and interplay. Stage four, meditation. Reflect on the seed thought. I see the goal, I reach that goal, and then I see another.
Stage five, precipitation. Using the creative imagination, visualize the energies of light, love, and the will to good pouring throughout the planet and becoming anchored on earth in prepared physical plane centers through which the plan can manifest. Use the six-fold progression of divine love as the sequence of energy precipitation, Shambhala, hierarchy, the Christ, the new group of world servers, men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, and the physical centers for energy distribution. Stage six, lower interlude. Refocus the consciousness as a group within the periphery of the great ashram. Together, sound the affirmation. In the center of all love, I stand. 
from that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Visualize the downpouring spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through the hierarchy and streaming into humanity through the prepared channel. Consider how these inpouring energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher, the Christ. Stage seven, distribution. 
as the great invocation is sounded. Visualize the outpouring of light and love and power from the spiritual hierarchy through the five planetary inlets, London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, irradiating the consciousness of the whole human race. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. from the center where the will of God is known. Let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on Oh.
Thank you everyone for taking the time to participate in this Luchas Trust full moon gathering for the sign of Sagittarius. Please note that the exact time of the Sagittarius full moon occurs today, December 18th at 11.35 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please be aware also that we have a new moon in Capricorn occurring on Monday, July, January 3rd, 2022 at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that the festival of Capricorn occurs Monday, January 17th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please note that 2022 moon charts and meeting information um, are available at the website given www.luchistrust.org slash full moon. Also, please be aware of the um, symposium that will, the um, seminar that will be occurring tomorrow, um, which if I remember correctly, is called The Awakening of the Angels. Um, I hope I have that right. Um, and that will be occurring at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, Michael, if I have that incorrect, please uh, correct me. And... I thank you once again, everyone, for having participated in this full moon gathering. Please know how greatly appreciated your support to this invocative appeal is. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>